0: Welcome to the Adoption Journey Podcast. I am your host, Tarsha Smith. And once again, I want to say thank you. Thank you for taking this journey with me. Thank you for the love, the support. Thank you for the excitement. All of it, I appreciate it. If you are checking us out on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe. If you're listening to me on Spotify, go ahead and follow this journey so far has been incredible. I continue to pray for healing and education and insight for all things adoption concerning this podcast and what it's doing for anybody that's it's touching and all the lives that it's touching and everyone that's hearing and listening. As I kicked off everything, telling my own personal story. And when I'm done telling my story, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I will continue to tell other stories and we'll talk about all things adoption from all aspects, everything. So I know a lot of you are waiting, so I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and jump back into part three of my adoption story. Now, if you missed part one and part two, you're going to have to go back and check out the other podcast so you can catch up, all right? Okay, well, I left off at the last podcast by saying another 15 years would go by before another opportunity presented itself for me to um, continue to find my biological family. In that 15 years, life was life then. And I never forgot about my experience with feeling rejected, but I was not discouraged. And I knew I still wanted to do something, but I wasn't quite sure how to go about it. I just knew I was going to do something. So I learned about the Illinois Adoption Registry and Medical Information Exchange. This is around 2010. And basically what it was is a registry and it still exists that you can register. And if you put your information in and if there's another party out there looking for you and it's a match, they'll contact you, they'll contact them. So Basically, this is what this is. And I'm giving a overview. You have to go in, read all the the details in the fine print, but this is just an overview. So this was in 2010 and I, I learned about it and I'm like, okay, okay, maybe. So in early 2011, I also learned that the laws in the state of Illinois were changing and I could now request my official birth certificate the one I was issued at birth with any identifying information on it I could now request that no questions asked I could just pay the fee I believe it was like $15 and I could get it but I also had to go ahead and register so I went ahead and jumped on that and I found out that um, that law would change on November 1st, 2011. That's when I could go ahead and drop my request in the mail and they would process it. So I go ahead and register, and this is a letter that I received back letting me know that I was officially registered and if there was any information, they would contact me. And they did go ahead and list on here the information that I already had concerning um, my birth date my birth mother's age, but now I learn my birth father's age. Um, He was 17 at the time. And of course the hospital I was born at, all the information I already had, with the exception of this little information about my birth father. So November 1st rolls around and I go ahead and drop that letter. That day I had everything completed, notified, No notarized everything that i needed done uh stamped dropped in the mail for the first few weeks i continue to check the mail because i'm excited super nervous am i going to get anything at all and as time goes on i kind of forgot about it because i just hadn't heard anything and you know this is at the end of the year and the holidays kick in and around my family at this time the last of the Mohicans is a baby and so you know life is just life. so we get into the new year I I have forgotten that I even dropped it because at this point I'm not checking and finally at the end of April I get a letter and all these feelings come rushing back and I'm looking at this envelope And I'm nervous as I'll get out because I don't know what it says. I don't know just the fear of the unknown. So I get home after checking the mail and I take a deep breath. I'm like, all right, here goes nothing. And lo and behold, it is a copy of my official birth certificate that was issued to me at birth. Now, let me clarify something. I have a birth certificate that was issued to me once my parents adopted to me, but that birth certificate has my parents' information. And just for clarification, my adopted parents' information. This birth certificate had my birth mother's name. She did not name me, at least it's not listed on here. Um, I would say officially. The only thing that's listed on here is my last name, my birth last name. My um, birthday, time, hospital, all of that. And now I have my birth mother's name. And my birth last name is not a common last name. And her first name is not a common name for a female. So I go to work and I begin to search the internet for her name and I'm searching and I'm searching and not really turning up anything, not in the state of Illinois. I'm, I'm searching Chicago, Illinois, and I'm searching her name, searching, and searching, and searching. And I do this for a couple of days. Then um, one day, I I woke up, and I decided to get on Facebook because I had searched Facebook for her name too, and I, did, I wasn't. I wasn't finding anything. So um, I jumped on Facebook and I said, okay, I'm gonna put just my last name in Chicago, Illinois. Because lucky for me, it was not a common last name like a Williams or Smith or Jones. It was, it's not common. And I began to just scroll and I'm doing this. And all of a sudden, I stumble on a picture of a guy. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm making this up in my head or if I am delirious, because I've been at it now for about three days. this dude kind of looks like me, I think. So I'm just staring at his picture Because, you know, I'm looking for a female. So to find a male, I was like, hmm. So I click in the profile. There's no, a birth date is there, but no birth year. So I have no idea how old this person is. And I'm just staring. And I think I'm delirious. And I'm like, all right. So when my husband gets home, I'm like, babe, look at this picture. Am I? crazy? Or, and he was like, nah, I see some resemblance. There, there definitely some resemblance. I'm like, okay. Um, all right. So I clicked back into the profile and I noticed this time, I didn't notice it before. There is a mutual friend that we have. And it so happens to be a cousin of mine on my father's side of the family. So I reach out to this cousin and I told him the situation. And I said, do you know this guy? And he said, not really, but we do run in the same circles. And I said, okay, would you mind reaching out to him and asking if his mother's name is such and such? And he was like, yeah, I'll do that for you. I said, okay. Now, mind you, I had been at this for a couple of days and every night I was not sleeping well, I was anxious, I was nervous, I was excited, and I I was not sleeping well. For whatever reason on this night, and I don't know if I had gotten to a point where I was exhausted, but I remember sleeping like a rock that night. So much so that even when I woke up that morning, I had forgotten that I was even looking. Like, I just woke up and it just wasn't the first thing on my mind. So I get up and I I get dressed and I leave the house. And when I got in the car that morning, my phone rings and it's my cousin. And I remember stopping the car as I'm backing out of the driveway and my heart stopped. (laughs) And I took a deep breath and I answered the phone. And he said, hey, I reached out and he said, that is his mother's name and i said oh my god i have found my biological brother and this is the person who when i learned about him i had always questioned and wondered about him almost more than i thought about my birth mother I wanted to know if he was dead or alive, because I was, um, I, I knew about the gang culture in Chicago, so I didn't know if he got caught up in that life. Was he in jail? Was he okay? How was his life? And um, I just went back to the picture and I started staring because, of all the, in all the years I um, had imagined and visualized, I'm now staring at a person or my biological family. And I'm in disbelief. And I'm really scared. At this point because I don't know um, I don't know what I know I'm gonna reach out but I'm scared to death so it takes me a few minutes to gather well no not a few minutes A few hours to gather myself and I just keep staring at his picture and I'm like oh my gosh this is in my mind, and because what was worded in my paperwork, this is that two-year-old little boy that was referenced in in my in my paperwork. And from the picture, he looks he looks good, he looks well. <laughs> but what is he gonna say when I reach out? So I reached out to him. on April 18th, 2012. And I send a message and I tell him who I am and I tell him that I just learned my birth mother's name is such and such. And I'm looking for my biological family and I hope that um, I'm headed in the right direction. And I click send and I hold my breath and he actually doesn't respond until the next day. And when he responded, he, he was open, he said, let's, let's connect. Wow. Oh my gosh. And I realized that um, because he said, hey, big sis, and I realized right away he doesn't know anything about me because he said, hey, big sis. So then I make sure I get, I have my information right. And I'm like, well, how old are you? And of course he's two years older. Um, And I said, actually, I'm your little sister. I'm two years younger than you. (laughs) And so from there, we continue to go back and forth and we're talking. And I learned that um, my birth mother is actually not in the state of Illinois. She's actually in Alabama. And then I realized When I was searching her name, I actually had found her. I didn't know she was in Alabama, so I had no way to make that connection. And um, I learned that I have another brother who is 11 years younger than me. There's only three of us, I am the only girl, and um, I'm right in the middle of the boys. About a month later, I jump on the plane and head to Chicago to meet my biological family. And in our conversation that my brother and I had had, this is why I was comfortable enough to do so, coupled with the fact that my family my father's side of the family, they were all in Chicago. They were all they were all on alert. They knew I was in the city. They knew why. They knew exactly where I was. And so between knowing that if anything went to the left, all I had to do was make a phone call. They were coming to get me. But that wasn't my experience when I when I got there. Everything was fine. I met in person, my brother, both of my brothers, my sister-in-love, my nephews, cousins, aunties, and I met my maternal grandmother. And on um, one of the days that I was there, everyone gathered, at my grandmother's house and I remember standing in the room looking around because for the first time ever I was in a room <laughs> full of people that look like me <laughs> and it was like not real like this is not real I can't even believe this is happening and They were so accepting and so loving. And some of my cousins, my younger cousins were confused (laughs) because if you're not at least the same age as my birth mother or older, you didn't know I existed because this was never talked about again. One of my older cousins, and I just told her recently She is the one that has told me about the family, my ancestors, the history, um, pictures. I even have pictures of my birth mother as a little girl. And yes, we do look alike. (laughs) Yes, we do. And um, this particular cousin, she said to me, she was like, girl, you weren't supposed to ever pop back up. But we're so glad you did. (laughs) And it was a surreal experience. So the next year, in 2013, um, as I'm fostering my relationship with my, my brothers who I absolutely adore and just so in love with, and I'm speaking to them pretty regularly and my cousins and you know, just learning the family, learning this part of me that I don't know. Um, and I'm speaking to my birth mother. And when I spoke to her for the first time, that was also surreal. And she and I communicated off and on for about a year. And finally in 2013, my husband and I take the trip to Alabama to go meet my birth mother. And oddly enough, this experience was different. When I went to Chicago to meet my brother or my brothers while I was nervous, I was so excited and I don't know what the difference was. When my husband and I jumped on the road to do this trip, I was super nervous because now I'm going to stand face-to-face at with my birth mother. And I didn't know what to expect. I had learned about the family history and what it was like for them at the time. And I know it was hard. And I'm understanding now more than ever why I was placed for adoption. Because God knew that I needed to be plucked out of that situation for the time being. And when it was time for me to come back, I was back. Cause God knows all things. (laughs) But um, when I went to Alabama and we got into the city and I was about 35 minutes from her apartment. So we went and checked into the hotel and got freshened up and everything. So it was a couple of hours and then it was time to head over. So we are headed down the highway to her house and we're about halfway there and I told my husband I need you to pull over because I'm about to be sick and he pulled over and I opened the door and <laughs> the nerves had gotten the best of me and I'm like okay I got myself together he was like you all right you ready to do this and I'm like yeah I'm okay and I get back in, you know, the car, and we get there and we pulled up in that parking lot and my stomach is just in knots, not butterflies, knots. And she comes downstairs and she greets us outside and every thing that I had ever imagined her to be or, painted a picture in my head of what she may or may not look like she was she was none of that and my first impression when i saw her i said oh my god life has been hard for her and she was very timid in the same manner that I can be timid. We were we were both very timid in that in that moment. And I could tell it was very weird for both of us. I don't know if it was uncomfortable for her, but it was it was uncomfortable for me. Um I went inside and I, I met her boyfriend, and um, of course, my husband is with me, so that was the balance. Um <laughs> while she was very timid in the moment as was I her boyfriend talked a lot and so that kind of just broke the ice and everything and we um you know we 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 talked and and because I'm seeing I could just see life on her face I want to ask questions but I don't want to like throw too much because I had not asked a whole lot on the phone. I wanted to wait to see her face to face. So I didn't do it in that moment, but the next day, because we were there from like Friday to Sunday, the next day I started kind of poking and I could tell it was something that she really did not want to talk about. But she did tell me, my birth father's name and I believe in that moment if I am remembering correctly that is when I learned that my me and my brother my older brother we not we had the same birth mother and same birth father and I was like oh and she told me what little information she remembered about him and on the flip side for him, his name is super common. His last name is super common. So a search for him would be a lot harder than it was for her. So I kind of backed down because I could feel um, her defense mechanism rising up. So I backed down. I didn't ask, continue to ask these questions. So we went and, um, you know, to her city that she lives in. It's very beautiful there. Uh, and um, we went home. And our relationship has not been like my relationship has been with my brothers and the rest of the family. Um, I have the opportunity to tell my maternal grandmother who um, she did pass away in 2019. And I've also had the opportunity to tell my mother I was never mad. And there's no reason to apologize because they both apologized to me. And I said, no apology necessary. I understand why you did what you did. I get it. And now that I've met the family, I get it more than ever. I get it. I'm not mad. I had a great life. As a matter of fact, I appreciate what you did. And I appreciate, and I thank God for allowing me to find you. So I can say that to you. It's it's all good. I'm okay if you ever wondered what happened, I'm okay. And I've been okay. My life has been good. And I am so glad I got to say that to my maternal grandmother before she left this earth. And I'm glad that I had the opportunity to say that to my birth mother. And so life has been... um, Interesting for me with these, what I call now, I have three sides of the family. I absolutely, like I said before, I adore my brothers. I really do. My sister in love, um, I, I adore them. That relationship, has been fostered and nurtured, those relationships over the years. No relationship is perfect. We've had to work through some things as you do with relationships, but the fact that the work is there means everything. It's been a little different with my birth mother, but that's okay too. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm in a good place and I am going to stop right here because next week on the adoption journey podcast it is my distinct pleasure to introduce to you my biological brother he will be joining us next week so Continue to like, share, and follow. Thank you so much for joining me on my journey of my adoption story. And I'm not going anywhere. The episodes are gonna keep rolling out because, oh, I have some things in store for you guys. You won't wanna miss any podcasts. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day. I love you, family.